0: yo what's up welcome to kind of funny games daily for tuesday may 5th 2020 i'm one of your hosts blessing at yoya jr and joining me is imran the don Khan. imran how you doing i'm doing
1: i guess okay i literally just woke up and i was like oh shit gotta do the show and that's, <laughs> that's
0: been my entire morning so far that's the best it's the best and the worst thing because i found that a lot uh a lot of time during this quarantine like i'll wake up and i'm like all right time for work but like it's, it's the worst when you get out of bed and you're like, all right, immediately going live. And like mm-hmm. it takes your brain a minute to kind of catch up to the fact that like you're awake and you got to like actually like wake up, wake up. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: I was able to squeeze in a shower, so I'm not too bad. But like last night I finished Law & Order, which is a task. And then I, I did the dumb thing of I went to the Law & Order subreddit. And I was like, I wonder what people have to say about Law & Order in 2020. So that was hey, what
2: I
0: was doing until. You guys are still uh, showering? What now? You guys are still showering? Are you not showering? I am mean, showering
1: point? on show days and like other days. But <laughs> I'm, I'm showering. Yeah, man,
0: Me too. Me too. At I will say, Kevin. Out of I'm, the days, I'm showering.
1: I'm saving a lot of money on deodorant these days. Because, yeah. like, why? Why bother?
0: Right. What's the point? Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, yeah. you do it for you, right? I, I put on deodorant for myself nowadays, just to well, make guys, myself feel good.
1: <laughs> you guys both live with other people, so I can understand the reasoning. But me, it's like Mm-mm. whatever. Yeah, because the other person's
2: my wife, so it's like, you know.
0: But you also have to make a good impression on the dog. Yeah, it's true.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, Imran, talk, to, talk about uh, Law & Order, because I've been seeing your tweets, and I've been curious, like, why in the world are you watching Law & Order in 2020? I don't know. So, like, I, I think I said this before, but
1: YouTube TV is now on PS4, which is just – it's my PS4 is my de facto media box. So mm. I just – I added Law & Order as a show to YouTube TV, which means every instance of Law & Order that's being broadcast on a channel YouTube TV – tracks is just recorded and then put so i can just watch it and just have all of our available to me so i decided okay there's 400 something episodes i'll watch them so you're just watching it because it's there yes because because it's there and i don't have to think about it i can pause in the middle of an episode and lose nothing so
2: like okay is it also in kind of a random order
1: Mm, i think they record in a random order but they have enough metadata that they can't they show up in the actual like season order
2: but like it's a random season right so
1: i think so because yeah. like when i finished it yesterday it went from like season 20 episode 22 to like season 4 episode 5 or something that's like that. that's crazy
2: can you imagine being the, the syndicator like whoever's <laughs> job it is to sit there and make the schedule and be like i don't know i guess after we're done with this let's go to season 4 yeah <laughs> what
1: it's like, I don't know. I'm feeling kind of like a Lenny Briscoe episode right now. Might as well switch to that. Mm.
0: You, yeah, as, yeah. As, as an update to our previous episode together, I've been watching more uh, Avatar The Last Airbender, as everybody mm. has been encouraging me to. I am now probably like three-fourths of the way through season two uh and man the show is this show is a blast like i'm really yeah. enjoying it uh it took it did take until i hit season two for me to really get into the groove of it like season one was like all right like it was like it was good but i didn't really i wasn't really invested in the way that i felt like i should have been considering how people talk about avatar season two i felt like things really ramped up in a way where i was like all right i get it now like i really i i'm in this world i like these characters i'm meeting new characters i just met tof Toph, tof Toph, tof Toph, tof uh and Toph is cool. Yeah. It's, it's, like, really tough. T- oh, yeah. Okay, that because she is tough. You know, so, fun story about
1: earthbender. Tough is that originally when she was designed, she was supposed to be, like, a big, burly, like, earthbender guy. Like, as a, like, a big wrestler guy. And then they changed the design. I think she
2: the was one of, the, one of the wrestlers that competes in, in the tournament that, that she, like, wins. Yeah,
1: Yeah. I think it was original design. And they changed yeah. it. But they wanted to keep the same personality because they liked it. So, it's, that's basically how she was written.
2: Yeah, that's perfect. The I idea is she's the opposite of what you expect, uh, like a champion earthbender to be.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's coming. Out, real good, it, and it's coming out to Netflix for anybody else who might have not has seen it. Anybody that's 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 similar to me who hasn't seen it, I, I'd recommend checking it out. Uh, I'm at the point where I can recommend Avatar: The Last Airbender. So the tables <laughs> have turned. It's great. It's awesome. You've already,
1: you already watched the Great Divide then that episode. Which one without spoiling it which one is that? The one where Aang takes people through a valley. It has nothing to do with the rest of the series. It's
0: oh, just, yes. That yeah, was it's, like yeah. It's, a it's like fun. the one the
1: filler episode mm-hmm. and like even the creators advise people to skip it.
0: So See, I had a friend that was telling me that like that was the the lowest rated episode in Avatar, like in in the Avatar show. And yeah. I really like that episode. Like I like that episode more so than like a lot of other episodes. I mm-hmm. thought it was it's fun all, too. I was... Yeah, I thought it was like a fun like little like it was almost like a parable of like, oh, yeah, yeah. look at these two, these, yep. these two uh, tribes that have beef. You know, I thought it was fun.
2: There's there's one uh, like where they it's kind of like a day in Bossing Se where it's like, yeah, I just oh, finished you... that episode. Oh, so Fucking good. Excellent. It's so
0: good. You know what else is good? video game news today's stories include xbox's 2020 vision answers on doom eternal soundtrack and more because this is kind of funny games daily each and every weekday at 10 a.m live right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games we run you through the ner- nerdy news you need to know about if you're watching live you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong if you don't want to watch live you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily to be a part of the show head to patreon.com slash kind of funny games or bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad free with the exclusive daily post show uh, now stop for some housekeeping the core stream is happening of course core is the game where you whip up your own multiplayer video games publish them and play them with the world thursday at 3 p.m pacific time join greg and andy and the developers of core as they make games and test them out with you that's right you can go uh download core the core alpha uh right now on coregames.com and you can play whatever they create live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games follow at core games on twitter for updates they should call the There's- core alpha softcore. Oh my god! I love but, it. And then, like when when the actual game releases, you call it hardcore. Yeah, absolutely. This is why we should work in, in video game PR, Imran. Maybe I know you, they're I missing our
1: important voices.
0: Yeah, we could be like pop agenda, but like not pop agenda. We could be rap. Agenda, oh shit, media. You know? Could we be oh shit media? I'm down with being oh shit media. Yeah, what's that? is that like fuck Jerry? what's, what's that? What? Like, I don't like, know what, that? like people. What's like, the it, reference? It, no, there's no reference. It's just like oh shit. You just like the. You just like the name Oh
2: Shit Media? Yeah.
0: Okay. That's, the, that's okay. the
2: feeling that you're going to get give people.
0: You know, like, oh, oh shit, shit, fucking Tetris. Like all it. right, I love Tetris. I dig it. <laughs> oh shit, fucking Tetris. Just make all the subject lines start off with, oh shit, Tetris is coming to Switch. Like that, kind, that type of thing. <laughs> I'm <laughs> down for it. It sells itself. It sells itself. Uh, there's another sponsored Predator Hunting Ground stream that's happening. That's uh, happening this afternoon at 2 p.m. It's Kevin, it's Snow White, Mike. They're joining the Insanity, of course. I'm going to be there. Greg's going to be there. It's going to be what you've been getting over the past week of our sponsored Predator streams. Um, they've been really fun. Predator Hunting Grounds has been a really enjoyable game. It's especially enjoyable with friends playing together. And so tune in for that. Again, that's today. This afternoon at 2 p.m. Pacific time. Remember, we're reacting live to this week's inside xbox as they show off games from next gen that's happening this thursday at 8 a.m pacific right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny Games. so stay tuned for that thank you to our patreon producers mom and muhammad, muhammad blackjack uh or mom muhammad, muhammad and blackjack uh today we're brought to you by manscaped but i'll tell you about that later for now let's begin with what is and forever will be the rope report. It's time for some news. We have six stories today. The bakers. Doesn't. You get over there, Kevin? Yeah, I'm great. What's up? <laughs> oh, you just sound like you sound like you were like kind of like like I don't know dying a little bit over there. You Plus, know? I change it up every day. It sounded know? like the Wilhelm scream
1: but
2: like
0: bakers doesn't form.
2: Yeah, I was I was shaking my my head as I said it. It yeah, sounded kinda like oh you're Wilhelm kind you that know, makes sense. Sound. It sounded
0: like you were like trying to keep quiet, which I respect because we're doing these, these shows and houses with people that live in them. Th- that's but... true. <laughs> yeah.
2: Good. Yeah. By
0: so the way, I respect it, Kevin. I respect your delivery, no matter how you deliver it. Yeah. Story number one: Xbox is doing monthly showcases leading up to the Xbox Series X. Uh, this comes from a blog post written by Jarrett West, the CVP of gaming marketing at Xbox. Uh, In a blog post titled Xbox 2020, join us as we look into the future of Xbox. The blog post reads, well, it's already going to be a once in a generation year for gaming, a new generation of consoles, a wave of new next generation games, and the launch of new ways to play with game streaming. 2020 has become the year that challenged us all and tested every commitment we have made in the face of COVID-19. Difficult tests tend to reveal your true priorities. And for us, they are the health and safety of our employees, our fans, and uh, our partners. We... We also wanted to be transparent in letting our players know what we are doing and what we are thinking during such a crucial time. Clearly, this year has challenged us to rethink the way we come together to celebrate the important milestones in gaming. And that means working with the knowledge that we may not be able to come together in the same place. Having seen firsthand the resolve of Xbox players, families, and friends coming together, doing the right thing and staying home to help flatten the curve, we've all felt energized to rethink our approach. How can we share that feeling of excitement and anticipation we all get in gaming's biggest moments? How could we capture and, dis- and distribute uh, that feeling I got when I joined Team Xbox, that moment when I got to see what happens next? So what's in store for 2020? This is a momentous year for Xbox, with our next-gen console, console paving the, the way for, our- for-, for all our games and services to come together in even better ways. Here's what 2020 looks like, just to start. Our goal remains to launch Xbox Series X and Halo Infinite this holiday. All 15 Xbox Game Studios teams are working are, are hard at work on next generation games for Xbox Series X and Xbox Game Pass. The best development teams around the world are working hard to have their games ready to play ready to play on Xbox Series X this holiday. For PC players, we plan to support the community by making all our major releases at launch available with Xbox Game Pass for PC, including Halo Infinite wasteland 3 minecraft dungeons and of course microsoft flight simulator we have new updates and titles lined up for xbox game pass for console and pc we're expanding project x cloud into new countries and on new devices and later this year project project x cloud and xbox game pass will come together enabling you and your friends to play together in in more ways it's a lot and that's saying something in 2020 a year which could be summed up as a lot with all this in mind, we set our, we set we set out to uh, to create new touchpoints to celebrate gaming and share what's next next with our global community. They continue to talk about Xbox 2020, which reads as follows: Starting with the May 7 episode of Inside Xbox, which is happening in, in two days, and we'll be reacting to it live. Just remember, tune in, have fun with us. Uh, we'll be showcasing what happens next in the world of Xbox every month, which is why we're calling it Xbox 2020. Right, it's like 2020 vision. They call on it an Xbox like 20-20 or 20 slash 20. It's like a pun. You see oh, what they did there? Media. Xbox? Oh shit, media. <laughs> uh, these monthly moments will take place throughout the rest of the year and will be a way for us to engage, connect, and celebrate with with you about what's in store for the next generation of gaming, including what's decks for Xbox Series X, Xbox Game Studios, Xbox Game Pass, and Project X Cloud. Every month we'll bring something different. Stay tuned to Xbox Wire for more details. For the the Xbox 2020 May update, we'll focus on giving you a first look at next-gen gameplay, trailers, and sneak peeks from a wide variety of publishing partners and independent developers from across the globe and industry, including Ubisoft's recently announced Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and hear from, from game creators about what they're doing with their games on Xbox Series X. We'll be confirming games that will utilize our new smart delivery feature, which ensures that you always play the best version of the games you own for your console across generations. And all the games you'll see will be be Xbox Series X optimized, meaning they are built to take advantage of the powerful Xbox Series X features that make games look and feel incredible, including 4K resolution at 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 up to 120 frames per second, direct storage, hardware accelerated DirectX ray tracing, super fast load times, and much more. In July, we'll dedicate time to focus on the incredible games coming from Xbox Game Studios. A number of our studio teams are, are looking forward to sharing first looks at new gameplay, insights from development teams being optimized for Xbox Series X, and brand new game announcements. We cannot wait to share this initial look at at some of what some of what those teams are working on. Imran, that's a lot that 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 uh, that that came with that blog post in terms of like information and things that are going on with Xbox and their games what what what's your takeaway from all this i mean so it this to me like
1: they say it is covid and all that stuff and yes i i bet that yes that did change some plans but this to me says that these are plans they've had for a long time and this is probably what they intended to do from the beginning was make inside xbox more of a thing and drop those like generational like news tidbits month to month and this is a smart way to go about it especially in a time where they're being lauded for their communic- communication and transparency, and people are wondering what's up with Sony. Why are they not saying anything? And Microsoft is going, "Hey, we're giving you a schedule of when we're going to say all the things you want to hear."
0: Yes, I, I think this is really like the the smartest thing they can do. Like right, especially right now, like whether or not this was originally a plan or not, I imagine I imagine plans got shifted. Right, I imagine that they probably they probably wanted to have like monthly instances of communication with the audience. But whether or not, like, maybe some of those are planned to be live events or some of those plan to maybe not be inside Xboxes, the idea the idea that they're committing to some sort of communication or some sort of event happening monthly, I think is is huge. I think it's super smart. I think it's super, like, the idea that you were kind of stretching out what could be, like, a, a huge event um, and not saying that we're not going to get, like, a huge event because they talk about you know this month in a couple days we're getting the inside Xbox that is going to be focused on third party. In uh, July we're going to get more stuff that's focused on first party. You imagine in June we're going to get maybe like a centralized like this is what the Xbox Series X is and yeah. this is this is like the big the the blow up blowout party for it. It might be smaller and more contained than what we might have traditionally gotten and what we've gotten in the past. Like I don't expect it to be like a two hour long thing with phil spencer uh you know talking about all the different games and all the different features and all the different things and then like ending it with like a, the huge like all right here's the price here's the controller here's all these different things right like they've they've very much been drip drip feeding until now and it seems like they're going to continue to drip feed until the launch with at least like i guess a bigger trip happening yeah. next month i imagine
1: i mean so Right now, we're at two shows that we know about and one we can speculate about, which is what you said, probably a more launch detail-oriented thing in June. Yes. So it, it seems like they're doing what you are talking about of splitting that show, The presumable, or presumably they had a June E3 show ready to go with all these things in it, with the third-party stuff, with the uh, first-party Halo and all that jazz, and the launch details as well. This is them going, okay, what if we just control this conversation over three months and not overload anybody, not make them sit through a three-hour video of all these things, and also let our partners, Ubisoft and the like, just start announcing games. And we can start t- like saying, hey, this is going to be on Xbox Series X. Let's talk about how this is going to be different in the future. And this is a smart way to do it of starting with a third party and going, okay, this is what you can expect from them early on. Yeah. Then we're gonna show you what the actual system is and then we will tell you what we're doing with it. And I think that's a good way to every month get the get people's eyes on this and get it make it a household name before it actually ends up releasing.
0: Yes. In that same note, I have a question from Amplitude who wrote into patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says, good morning, Blessing and Imran. Today, Xbox announced that they're going to do Xbox uh, a monthly. They're going to do monthly Xbox 2020 events for the rest of the year. They've mentioned that May will focus on third party games while July will focus on first party games. My question to you is, where does this leave June? What do you think their June event is going to look like? Is it going to be their big pricing and release date reveal, like E3 would have been, or is it going to be more of the same of what we've what we already know and have seen? Thanks for reading Amplitude. And so yeah, we've we we've kind of already just talked about right, like we it's going to be it's it's likely going to be launch details, right? You're probably going to get the price and all that stuff. What the else? Rumor
1: going around now is I think Lockhart is going to be revealed in June. Yeah, which would be yeah. smart, especially if that is the The other rumor is Sony is also going to do their big reveal in June. So let's say Sony does come out and say five hundred dollars at the same time, Microsoft says, "Yeah, we have a five hundred dollars option, but we also have a three hundred dollar option as well. That's a good counter argument to whatever Sony's going to put out.
0: Yes, And I imagine if Xbox Lockhart is coming out at launch alongside Xbox Series X, you imagine that that will have to be something that needs to be announced as soon as possible so that developers and, and, and publishers and companies can talk about this stuff as freely as possible right yeah. like you know right now everybody's talking about xbox xbox series x you're seeing xbox series x logos at the end of like every trailer trailer you're watching right now and i don't see i don't know how that's gonna like evolve and change after we theoretically get a Lockhart reveal and i don't know if you get like and if it's called xbox series s when it actually gets revealed right i don't know if you then change it to like That uh, that logo that I don't think it leaked, but I think like there was a logo that came out uh in in recent weeks that was like the Xbox Series X. It was like the the vertical uh version of it. I wonder if you then have like those two logos side by side at the end of trailers or what that looks like. But being able to talk about that stuff freely and being able to kind of uh have that maneuver maneuverability in terms of what we're showing, uh, what hardware we're showing it on, all that stuff is going to make the conversation a lot clearer for Xbox and their partners. Yeah.
1: And like w- we did talk about just it being 3 months but also they're doing this every month until November, which yeah. is smart. It's, it's like like I said, this is a good job of like hammering people with the brand. And while we're talking about this right now, my initial thought was they're never going to do that with two logos. It would be too confusing, but honestly, if you do a good job of explaining it and just like reiterating it over the next 6 months, then it might not be that bad. It might work out fairly well. The big problem yeah. with launches is that with brand confusion, it is so easy to be secretive up until the last second and then spring it on people and they don't know what to make of it. Like the Wii it was a very good example of people at launch are not at launch. People at Reveal didn't really know what that thing was, and it wasn't very clear a year later. So by the time it actually came out, no one was really like people were still very confused about that thing. I think if you do mm-hmm. do the thing where you have two different logos and you do have a Lockhart and an Xbox Series X, I don't. My initial thought is they're not going to do that, but if they do, I think they'll. It's on them to make it clear, and I think they've given themselves enough time and enough opportunity to actually do so.
0: Yes, and on the other side of the coin, it could also just be an Xbox logo, right? They could just get yeah. rid of the Series X thing and just be and just have the branding really commit to, hey, this is just Xbox now. Kevin, I just slacked you a a link to a YouTube video that is essentially what it uh x uh microsoft uploaded or i guess xbox uploaded um like All a right. teaser are you able to yeah yeah I'll get in two able seconds. To it cool but xbox uploaded basically a teaser for the their event that's happening in two days right the inside xbox and it starts off with what seems to be the xbox startup animation slash like sound yeah um which is do you just care xbox. about hearing it nah you can just show the the okay. visual there you go yeah can the audience hear it or can nobody hear it uh they can hear it but it's they muted. It. Right okay there, there you goes so let me try it again yeah go for it so yeah this is the xbox startup
1: they've they always had really startup. good
0: startup screens they have and of course like this isn't necessarily it's not necessarily confirmed to be the startup but if you i saw somebody say somebody in the comments was like turn on the closed captions and actually, Kevin, let's actually do this on, on Vid. If you can pull that video back up. If you can turn on the closed captions for YouTube and then replay that video. Because this video is basically, like, bringing it as, like, tune in to our, our stream in a couple of days. But that the closed captions here say new Xbox... Uh, I can't read it because it's very small. Sound. New Xbox Sound. Yeah. And so... <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, like I think that's
0: confirmation that of... <laughs> new <Yeah>. Xbox Sound. <laughs> and so, like, you know... All that, all, all what, what all this really comes down to is like they're going to be able to talk about things a lot clearer once that that theorized June inside Xbox or June event uh allows them really speak out about what they're working on and and what the launch is actually going to be like for Xbox. What if they just skip June?
1: What if they said like, yeah, we should do third party stuff we will be in July? Like, I know that immediately counters their we're doing a monthly yeah. thing in 2020, but like. If Sony is going to dominate that month, that's a big if. Mm -hmm. Does it make sense to counter
0: program or just do your own thing and resume from July? Like, I mean, they've been counter programming each other, whether purposely or not purposely, over the last like few months a lot, right? Because you had that, uh, you had the, I forget what happened after the Mark Cerny thing. Like, there was like the Mark Cerny event where he talked about the details of the PlayStation. I want to say after that, Xbox revealed something from their side. And then, like,
1: I mean, they well, they're supposed to be part of that IGN thing, so maybe that's part, the like, what they consider their June event.
0: I can see that, but I I also imagine what that'll be is because like Xbox is also part of um, Keeley's Summer Game Fest too, if I recall correctly. And so I I think what that'll be is probably like here's the here's our inside Xbox in June that is like the blowout, and then like we'll we'll take part in IGN Summer of Gaming. And, like, have interviews with them and have them do coverage with us. And then, like, also we're going to attach ourselves to Summer Game Fest uh, for that. And then also attach ourselves to GameSpot's Play For All thing. I don't know if I, – I can't remember if Microsoft's logo was part of that thing, too. But I I imagine at this point, like, that stuff is really just going to come down to – it's it's going to be more so those brands attaching themselves to the events that are happening as yeah. opposed to the other way around there's
1: no it's reason awesome. not to just attach your name to all this stuff just to be on yeah. every be on everyone's lips for the next three
0: months exactly 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 i'm 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 curious for for what the next few at least the next few months are going to be i'm I, like i imagine that after july you were what you're going to get are like probably like gameplay updates or like here's here's gameplay fo- footage from a game that we uh showed off in may right and yeah. like I imagine that's going to be like August or or September when it comes to what these monthly streams are going to be, or it might might be something more substantial Uh, who knows, but all this sounds cool again, like Xbox is very, is being very communicative uh, which is always appreciated. Um, And yeah, it leaves it leaves me wondering what PlayStation's event is going to be and how, how play, how PlayStation is going to uh, how they're going to approach what their, their launch lead up is because like, Xbox has been very vocal, and it seems like they're going to continue to be very vocal uh with their their launch lead up. PlayStation has been kind of they've also been vocal, but in like very like unique instances like they came out in those wired articles uh you had Mark Cerny's thing you had the PlayStation controller revealed in a blog right like they've it's been a very controlled like hey we're drip we're drip feeding, but on our own terms, yeah kind of thing. I wonder if that continues after what is a PlayStation launch event in like end of may early june i imagine
1: even if not for the coronavirus and all that stuff i think this would be a very non-traditional way of launching consoles and i think both sony and microsoft were already prepping for it to be different in a like very transitional sort of way like less of a hard stop and more of a kind of easing in so i think that like obviously it did change some plans but I think Sony would have probably been as quiet, if uh, even if uh, like I'm sure they would have had a thing by now. But I would bet they will have something. Probably June is the latest I could see them. Oh, July is okay. the latest I could possibly see them having it. But like we also think about from the moment there was a Switch video that didn't do anything, like didn't really show much beyond what the Switch is. It showed some games the Switch, but like no real concrete announcements, don't no launch details, anything like that until like the thing released that was less time than between now and a hypothetical november ps5 f- release so they yeah they still have some time it's just a we're all home and we're not doing anything we really want to know these things and they're not telling us yet so we got to wait for them to actually tell us and yeah
0: people are going crazy about it we shall see what happens imran mm-hmm. story number two and this is a crazy one or not a crazy one but this is an interesting one uh story number two we now know what's up with doom eternals soundtrack controversy i'm pulling this info from matt kim at ign uh if you've been following along of course we've this has been an interesting one because it's been hard to like include in the Roper report because it's been happening in such weird ways because it started off as like a tweet that somebody made of like hey like the doom 2016 soundtrack versus the doom eternal soundtrack seem like they seem to have different levels of quality in terms of the mix and, and all this stuff right and then like it was a DM from uh, Mick Gordon, a seemed DM from Mick Gordon, uh, talking about how he's not going to work in the future with it on, on on soundtracks. Um, we It's been coming up quite a bit on the show, but I think this article does a good job of condensing it all and then adding in new information that we got yesterday. And so I'm reading from Matt Cam and IGN here. It's software and Doom Eternal executive producer Marty Stratton has issued a public statement about his current relationship with Doom Eternal composer Mick Gordon after weeks of speculation that there was some kind of trouble between the two parties over the recently released Doom Eternal soundtrack. The controversy began in April when a viral Twitter thread highlighted the sound mixing for the newly released Doom Eternal soundtrack. Twitter user at ThatACDCGuy posted a side-by-side visual comparison of the BFG Division track from Doom 2016 and Doom Eternal and noted that the mixing for the Doom Eternal version was less dynamic. Gordon responded in a tweet that he didn't mix those and if he did, he would have done it differently. A supposed social media DM from, from Gordon also seemed to indicate that he would no longer be working with id Software going forward. In a lengthy post on the Doom Eternal subreddit, Stratton attempted to clear the air as to why the soundtrack for the sh- for the new shorter version was not fully mixed by a composer, Mick Gordon, whose award-winning work on Doom, Doom 2016 has defined the rebooted Doom series. The reason for this was because of some com- some complications on the production side of things, and according to Stratton, a shifting deadline. After agreeing with Gordon on the contract for a soundtrack by early March, Gordon reached out to Id requesting an extension. Quote, on February 24th, Mick reached out to communicate that he and his team were fine with the terms of the agreement, but that there was a lot more work involved than anticipated. A lot of the content to wait, a lot of content to wade through. He apologized and asked that he that ideally he'd be given an, an additional four weeks to get everything together. He offered that the the extra time would allow him to provide upwards of 30 tracks in a runtime of over two hours. End quote. Strand says that that it agreed to to the extension with the new new deadline set for mid-april however once april arrived stratton says quote we grew increasingly concerned about mick delivering dlst to us on time i personally i personally asked our lead designer our lead audio designer at id chad molesholder uh, to begin work on id versions of the tracks as a backup plan end quote molesholder would mix music uh, gordon previously submitted for use in game into soundtrack form which requires a different kind of sound mixing. Stratton says that as the deadline approached, Gordon was the one who, who suggested he and Molesholder combine the work they, uh, they both completed into a full soundtrack, leading to the final version of the Doom Eternal OST that includes tracks uh, mixed by Gordon and tracks edited by Molesholder using Gordon's original music he previously submitted for use in-game. Quote, as for the immediate future, we are at the point of moving on and won't be working with Mick on the Doom Eternal DLC we currently have in production, says Stratton. Uh, I'm as disappointed as anyone that we're at this point, but as we, have, as we have many times before, we will adapt to changing circumstances and pursue the most unique and talented artists in the industry with whom to collaborate, end quote. Imran, have you been following this whole ordeal as it's been so, going
1: on? I, the initial thing I saw was just a recent era thread saying Mick Gordon is not happy with the mixing on the Doom Eternal soundtrack, which is like, okay, yeah, I can kind of understand that a composer would be unhappy with the way a corporation you know, does his music. Yeah. But then I started looking into it and then I saw, like, when this statement came out yesterday and I re- started reading through it, I was like, oh shit, this is actually a bit deeper than I initially assumed. Because mm-hmm. it does, I mean, this this is kind of like, it comes down to like a he said, he said kind of thing. Yeah. But the, the case Stratton lays out, and he lays it out fairly well, of Mick Gordon not really following through on the things he said he was going to do, which I can understand some of that some creative work, like mixing, does take a lot, of, a lot of effort, a lot of time, and sometimes just doesn't work out the way you want it to. Mm-hmm. So I could see him definitely going like, yeah, I promised this number of things, but I can't deliver. What can we do about that? But from what, going from there to kind of disowning all responsibility and saying like, hey, I wouldn't have done this. And then I think the most damning thing Stratton says is that they were asking Mick to Please step in because the lead sound designer, uh, mouse holder was getting death threats, and Gordon just wasn't acknowledging that. That I think is a thing that, even if all the other stuff, even if he was kind of a prima donna to work with and like extremely, extremely difficult to like get things done on time, that I think is forgivable on an for id, but the fact Mm -hmm. that he just kind of like blithely stood by and almost a little encouraged. By his statements, not, I don't want to say anchors. I don't want to say it's direct, but like, yeah, by indirectly encouraged, this sort of thing, I think that's it. Going okay, no, we can't work with him anymore, and yeah, the implication of we're not working with the DLC and we're looking for composers for the future implies that Gordon is probably not on whatever the next Doom sequel is going to be.
0: No, no, and it's it's unfortunate because like the Doom soundtracks are so good, like some of the best soundtracks of the generation. Like I usually say um and you know mick mick gordon is in large responsible for like you know putting that together right like he's the he's the he's the genius behind those soundtracks and i I, for this relationship to kind of come down to like a like we just couldn't get along like we could we just couldn't like whether it's production schedules or whether it's like hey like you know mick wasn't uh, delivering on deadline and and like whatever that stuff kind of comes down to like overall it kind of just it's, it sucks that they couldn't figure it out it happens like this the kind of thing isn't like a this isn't like a unique, unique case like this thing happens all the time yeah um as far as like working relationships it's not working out but yeah it seems like the next doom game and the doom, doom dlc as said in this article right like isn't going to be composed by Mick Gordon. and that's a bummer that truly is a bummer
1: yeah i mean like honestly part of the identity of that series is mcgordon's music so yeah. I've seen people toss some other names around and people who worked on like other Doom projects that like, I bet would be very good and they would just be different, though.
0: Yeah, and, and I, I
1: think that's a problem.
0: <laughs> I, I want to pull in a question here from and 0 who writes in and says, Good morning, Blessing and Imran. The Doom OST drama might have actually conclu- concluded yesterday when Marty Stratton made a Reddit post doing his best to explain the situation. In it, he goes into great detail, detail about the dealings with Mick Gordon and it doesn't paint a pretty picture and both parties have decided to not not have him create the soundtrack for the, the story DLC coming. However, it is also mentioned that there there was a plea to stop sending death threats to the studio's audio engineer, Chad Molsholder. Now, while it seems the relationship is strained, to say the least is it actually trying to heal the relationship for future games or was this just a blanket PR statement and they're never going to use Mick ever again? I also wonder is, if there's anybody who can take over the reins and create a sound that does not sound like a cheap imitation. Thanks for everything you guys do and have, and, and have been continuing to do poison zero zero. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I I'm with them here where I don't think they're going to continue. <laughs> they're going to continue working with him. Like it seems yeah. like, it seems like a line was kind of crossed. Uh, and I don't like uh, unless like people come together and have a meeting and they're and they have a talk and they're like, Hey, like let's put water under the bridge. I don't think you're, I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. But as far as like somebody else coming through uh, and doing future doom soundtracks, like I think a solution could be like, and I don't, I don't know too much about like OG doom, like doom from back in the day. I don't know who, like who, like the names that worked on the soundtrack for those games and whether or not they're still like active, but maybe that could be so- be a solution. You know, you don't come but, under like, as much scrutiny. That there's way. been
1: new Doom content over the years, and there's been new soundtracks for those games. So, like, you could bring somebody in who's made soundtracks for what is essentially OG Doom, but, like, new content for those, like, new levels and stuff like that. That yeah. makes sense to bring those people in. I If they try to sound like Mick Gordon and it don't, I don't think that'll work. But if they do their own thing, if they just say, like, hey, this is the new style. I think whatever they do with Doom 3, or whatever they end up calling it, is going to be a different kind of thing. Because I, I've i been kind of baffled by their reaction to that game a little bit. Because, like, I we really loved it. yeah And then, by and large, it seems like most people are like, oh, yeah, it was fine. It wasn't exactly, it wasn't what I wanted from a Doom sequel. So I think they're probably going to go back to the drawing board on that game. But I, that seems like a good chance to actually, like, reset what that game's identity is and probably reset it alongside the soundtrack
0: yeah honestly like i could see um like not necessarily like a reboot but yeah a reimagining of what this new like this rebooted doom series is because when we talk about doom 2016 and doom eternal right like my big thing with with doom eternal is that you know i i loved how they they took elements of, of doom 2016 and, and kind of Push them to the extreme but at certain points like doom 2016 was great because of how contained it was right like doom 2016 didn't have the platforming it didn't have the these these levels that felt like super huge right like doom 2016 felt just way more contained so for doom eternal to come out and kind of uh take what worked with doom 2016 and try to have his own ideas with it i think that is that then leads to what you're talking about as far as like people not necessarily having the best uh re- or, people not having the same reaction to it that they had with doom 2016 i think yeah. for a new doom i think you do go back to the drawing board a bit and try to either like i guess you could do two things right you can you can either try and capture the magic of doom 2016 or you can just go in a dynamically different direction and, and be like all right like let's just not let, let's not try to have people compare this game uh or people come into this game with their with with their biases of Doom 2016. Let's try and create something that's that's brand new that still fits within the the Doom mo- the modern Doom universe, but something that feels dynamically dynamically new. And with that, I think you then are able to have a dynamically new sound uh, with the soundtrack and with the composer with it. Yeah, I think a I good. Know, be, I'm interested. A smart
1: play for them was to have Marty Stratton go to the subreddit and like I I've met Marty a couple of times. He's a very genuine guy and he comes across very genuine in this Reddit post. And that I think if this were a simple thing of we're just not gonna work with Marty Silver or I'm sorry, we're not gonna work with Mick Gordon ever again. Yeah, like then I I don't think it would like come off as nearly as well. People would go like, oh well Mick Gordon is telling it like it is and Bethesda doesn't like it. This lays off lays out a very complex but genuine case for, yeah, we wanted to, but it didn't work out, and that's why we're just not going to going forward. Mm. I it was smart of them to do it this way.
0: Story number three, Imran. Uh, THQ Nordic and Coke Media are trading IPs like Pokemon cards. I'm pulling this from and Sinclair at gamesindustry.biz. And I'm, I'm going to say before I even read it, this is my favorite news story of the day. I'm very excited about all this, about what's happening here. Uh, the news story reads, two of the Embracer Group's gaming subsidiaries have swapped an assortment of properties. THQ Nordic today announced that it has transferred rights to Red Faction and Painkiller. Let me read that again. Red Faction and Painkiller to Coke Media receiving Risen, Sacred, uh, Rush Rush for Berlin, Second Sight, and Singles flirted up wait, singles flirt up your flirt up your life in return. I've mm-hmm. not heard of that game. That sounds interesting. The move paves the way for a pair of possible reunions between franchises and their original developers. First, it puts Red Faction, you know, it puts the red faction franchise a step closer to the original developer, Volition, which is the big takeaway from this new from this new story, everybody, uh, which is which is owned by Coke Media's Deep Silver Publishing Division. Uh, second in places risen under the same roof as its original developer, Piranha Bytes, which was acquired by THQ Nordic a year ago. Quote, evaluations on remasters, ports, potential sequels, and new content, etc. will start right away, THQ Nordic said in its announcement of the trade. We have something in mind already. And Ron, I'm very happy right now because I love Red Faction. Red Faction is, is like we talked about this actually on PS Love You during our, we had we had a, um, an episode called The Underrated, where we talked about the underrated games on PlayStation. And I think my first pick was Red Faction for the PS2, the original Red Faction. Hmm. Um, you know, Red Faction as a franchise, I've 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 always enjoyed Red Faction Gorilla, also on uh, that that was on ps 2 but then got remastered on PS4. Also an excellent game. Remastered. Um the remastered, yeah. The 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 idea that now volition has in theory been reunited. Like there's not really been word that like Deep Silver is pairing it with Volition. We don't know that yet, but you assume that like they must have that on the docket in some sort of way. You imagine right now, Volition is working on Saints Row Five. They've announced a new Saints Row, so they're actively working on that. I'd assume. Yeah, and you imagine that's imminent. Like, I'd be that game has to come out in like the next. I'm going to say like by 2021. I imagine that game is going to be out. Um, I think that then that that then leads to the next game, likely possibly, fingers crossed, being Red Faction. That's all I'm I gonna would say. assume so. Yeah,
1: I've been distracted because I was looking up singles for Up Your Life. Just curious what that was. It is. It's The Sims, but with banging. But with I like, guess?
0: really singles flirt up your life. Yeah, Kevin, can we possibly get a, a trailer if that's possible for Singles Flirt Up Your Life? Because I'm be curious on what that IP is. It was good enough to have a Singles Flirt Up Your life, or Singles Two Triple Trouble. The to a third. that that strikes me as like it's probably a um. Oh shoot! What's that adventure game with like the very horny dude? You know what Leisure I'm talking about. Leisure Suit Larry. It strikes yeah. me as like something that's probably similar to Leisure Suit Larry. Yeah, which got a which got a game recently. It did. It wasn't great, but uh, I <laughs> demoed that game at at PAX and had a had I had a great time demoing it. I don't think I would ever play the actual fi- uh, final game.
1: It's the kind of game where like the re- the writing is Larry's very out of touch because it's a modern world, but it does that thing that I think is just the laziest writing in the world, where you have a technology company and you give them like a fake name to like Mm -hmm. a derisive fake name so instead of like oh yeah facebook it's farce and like no that's that's bad that's that's bad writing don't do that but this thq nordic thing this is uh they're both owned by the same company so like trading ips is weird i don't understand exactly like what they think they're it's I think it's just yeah. a cute way of showing that they like, hey, we're we're probably
0: working on these games very soon.
2: Um I yeah. don't know that I can find a trailer <laughs> for this that, uh, Oh you
0: can't find it. Tra- okay, I thought you were gonna say you can't show it because it's just straight up just that's Well, why. I mean it's, it's hot, it, like I'm not seeing
2: trailers, I'm just seeing like clips and, and yeah, uh, they um there's a lot going <laughs> oh. on here. Really? Alright, I might check that out after the show then. It looks a lot like um, Sims. Yeah. But with
1: um Wikipedia says it was criticized for being a ripoff of the Sims and the way it offered little challenge.
2: But there's like there's like nudity. Does The Sims
0: offer challenge? I guess. Yeah. I but mean yeah, probably this... more than this, but yeah. This this is interesting for what you're saying also, is that like yeah, they're both they're both subsidiaries of the same company. You imagine that like if they just if they wanted to work on each other's IPs, it's probably like an, an easy thing to do. But this announcement probably makes it clear of, like, oh, like, it, it, it's, it's a pop, right? Like, it's a, it's a moment that they can have on social media and, and be like, hey, like, by the way, remember that Red Faction is a thing. And also, um, we have Volition and these Silver here that can work on Red Faction. Like, I'm sure that's also a, very much a part of this announcement. Yeah. I mean, their PR
1: has done worse things. So, might as well do, like, a yeah. cute little Game Boy thing to announce that a Red Faction game might come out in the future from Volition.
0: If Rumble they do, with- I hope
1: it's more like Gorilla than what was the last one? Armageddon?
0: Yeah, Armageddon. Yeah, people didn't yeah. like Armageddon.
1: It was I mean it was a very bog standard third-person shooter. Like the, the I, shooting through walls thing was neat, but the rest of it not important.
0: We probably we probably wouldn't get this, but I personally would want them to go back to it being a first-person shooter. Like, cause like the first red faction had like half-life vibes of like hey yeah this is a narrative first-person shooter where you're going through like you're on on mars obviously because it's red faction and like you are basically going on a on an adventure um and having all these different story moments and at a certain point aliens show up and all this stuff um i would like to the guy to like kind of go back to that because like i don't see i don't know if people are necessarily like asking for it people aside from me are necessarily like asking for that type of experience but i feel like i don't know i feel like it could be an interesting reveal Right, like a Volition first-person shooter. And I think it differentiates itself from, from Sans Row enough to where it gets people interested if it goes that route, as opposed to like the third-person game route.
1: Honestly, Volition kind of needs to prove themselves again anyway, because, like,
0: Agents of Mayhem was not great. Yeah. Kevin- Agents of Mayhem was weird, man. I tried playing that game, uh, like, last year, because I think... I must have bought it on sale, because I don't think it was on PS Plus. I, I bought that game, started playing it, and I was like... There's some ideas here. I have no idea why this game isn't co-op because it very much seems like a game that should be multiplayer. Yeah, it seems like the whole like point of the be. game, the whole point of the game is that you're controlling a team of different like superhero kind of characters and you can switch between them. Why wouldn't that be a co-op experience? Especially when like Saints Row, I well, I don't know about Saints Row 4. Saints Row 3, I'm pretty sure had a co-op mode or a multiplayer mode. Yeah. Like it's not foreign to them. And so who knows? Uh, I have some quick hits here uh i have three more stories but all of them are pretty short and so we're gonna we're gonna blast through them story number four here cyberpunk 2077 uh is having a new news broadcast coming in june i'm pulling this from joe scrabbles at ign who writes cyberpunk 2077 looks to be getting an e3 style news broadcast on june 11th titled night city wire announced on twitter with a simple caption get ready in a logo we don't know the contents uh or in a logo we don't know the contents of the broadcast at the time of writing uh emron did you see this this morning yeah that I mean they had a a demo with e
1: three every year, so I imagine they had a demo prepared for e three this year, so they probably have somewhere to put it. This makes total sense. This is part of Keeley's thing, right like their
0: the summer fest game imagine so like c d Projekt red their logo is on the Keeley like his his graphic that he tweeted out at said phase one, but they've not said I don't think they've said anything about Summer Game Fest in cyberpunk's tweet, but Did you, you imagine talk about yes that summer game fest logo when it was announced because
1: what what is up with that thing the
0: actual logo
1: like the thing that's like it's like oh god i can't remember what it, the actual text but like it has like this elongated r
0: down the thing oh yes you saw I know the, what you're talking about yes why 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 did they design it that way graphic design man it's somebody's passion you know <laughs> somebody had a passion and they really like chased after it I don't know, I thought, I thought it looked fine until I start I started seeing memes. It might have been you that memed it, actually. And the Simpsons like, thing, yeah. Yeah, and then I'll yeah, the Simpsons thing. Yeah, I saw that and I was like he's making points. <laughs> I, can, I, I I can I can see why this this text is weird. Um but yeah, you know, I'm 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 curious for for what Night City Wire is going to be. I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's it's one of those things where the game was originally supposed to come out in spring. And so like any sort of like big marketing push now I'm like cool yeah you guys are filling time reminding people that this game exists and and my thing is for cyberpunk 2077 i almost i almost don't want more information like i would like to go into that game as blind as possible because like that's the type of game that i think like you can really pull people put people in through the the mystery of it Mm -hmm. um and like having people be curious on like what is this game actually similar to like and these are these might not be the best examples but like Death Stranding or Fallout Four, like both those games, I think leading up to release, there was very much like an air of mystery of like, what am I doing in this game? Like, what what does Fallout Four look like? Like their Fallout Four especially, like their marketing was very much like, like they had their E3 reveal and then nothing else, and then release. I kind of want that from Cyberpunk a bit, you know, because I I like the idea that you don't have to show all your cards.
1: Mm -hmm. I I assume based on the date, this is going to be a lot of showing with the smart delivery version of these games. Looks like. Yeah. So, like, here's what it looks like on current consoles. Here's what it look, will look like in November. Yeah. And I think upraise, that,
0: 120 yeah. frames per second, faster I mean, loading screens. Here's all what, these things.
1: What was the rumor that, like, the game was delayed because it was just not working on old consoles? So, if they do show, hey, this may look kind of clunky here, but look at what it looks like, will look like just a couple of months after, might be a good, not to say good marketing strategy, but a good way of mitigation if it does mm-hmm. end up looking not great on xbox one and ps4
0: number five another quick hit for you uh there's a new last was two trailer that's coming tomorrow uh this morning naughty dog tweeted uh a a small teaser with like voices um ellie and and joel saying things i won't say what they what they said if you don't want to hear it but um that's coming tomorrow 7 a.m so be excited for that not gonna watch it i'm I'm doing the
1: thing you were doing about fallout of just like i already know i'm gonna play this game like why at this point
0: yeah and i I'm probably gonna watch it, just because <laughs> well, you like, have a PlayStation show. You have to. Yeah, th- that's the thing too. like I want to be informed, and also like I've already had it spoiled for me. Like what, what, like what more can be can be ruined at this point?
1: I feel like I'm tempting fate by saying this and also having your wrong open, but oh, dude. I have not been spoiled yet. Oh, oh. you should
0: not have said that because they will they will come for you, especially if you're wrong. Yeah. Uh, and then number six, our last one, Mortal Kombat is getting DLC revealed tomorrow. Um, I opened up Twitter this morning and imran i saw a trailer or a teaser uh from nether uh for and i don't want to get into the specifics because it very much is spoilery for the mortal kombat 11 story but they basically showed the end of that that game story and then showed a twist with twist happening with it yeah. and i've never been so excited for like a mortal kombat thing in my life um it this looks great it, it's great did, are you did you play the mortal kombat 11 story and I do did. you have any excitement for this I, I'm excited for this because this is kind of what I wanted from
1: them. Was not necessarily more characters. Like I don't really give a shit about Spawn, but I I want more story
0: stuff. Yes, I'm with you. Like I I'm I'm with you in the sense that like Mortal Kombat historically has been a game that I I would play for months on end and keep up with and like get the DLC characters and all this stuff. This time around, that didn't necessarily happen with me. Like I played it, played the story. Uh, played online for a good few weeks, and then kind of fell off of it. Um, and, yeah. like, you know, I didn't really have any interest in checking out the DLC characters, even though they, they were cool characters, right? Like Shang Tsung and, and um, uh, like you said, Spawn, right? Like, a lot of cool characters were included with that DLC. I kind of wanted Shaggy from Scooby-Doo to be included, but they didn't, uh, the cowards. But, yeah, new, st- new story DLC is a thing that would for sure get me to pick the game back up um, and actually have some time with it. And so... Yeah. And for DLC like to
1: see them see them be this them. cool. Like I I would like to see them integrate the DLC characters into the story. I don't know if that's like possible. Like if that's a that is a legal thing they may to, like, but it wouldn't it be cool if like dude like like Liu Kang
0: is at the end of the game and suddenly Spawn shows up. Did you did you play the Tekken 7 story mode? Yes. Tekken the, 7 yeah. Akuma from Street Fighter is like a main character character.
1: Yeah, I know. I want that kind of integration, but like do it post-launch. Like what? If, I like Smash technically has the the DLC characters in the World of Light, but like I would take them redoing that CG thing or inserting some like scenes in the middle of like a Joker trying to dodge the beings of light or whatever. I just, yeah. I think it's cool when fighting games do that. Yeah, like I just said, I don't give a shit about Spawn, but I would I would like to see Spawn in the story
0: mode. The the thing that's weird about Mortal Kombat, and this is gonna sound like it's gonna be a ridiculous statement, but the Mortal Kombat story is like so like it's focused in terms of like it's not it's not as nonsensical what? as it, no it, no in the in the sense that i i feel like i feel like including dlc characters like spawn and all the horror characters that they like to include uh in in, in the like ho- horror let me pronounce that because it sound like i said horror but like the horror characters that they like to include as dlc in the games i feel like including that in the story it then kind of like uh uh brings the curtain back in a way where it's like all right what can we really take seriously here if like spawns here standing next to scorpion whereas like mm-hmm. tekken tekken is already goofy like tekken i'm like none of this matters like we're just here to have a fun time mortal kombat story is in a sense somewhat it, they take it there was seriously a dude named a
1: mocap who has like mocap balls on his yeah head. but
0: we're in a new universe now you know all that stuff got retconned well, yeah got, that's the i it, saying. It it's like out of the universe
1: we they they reset the universe every couple of games so like why not go crazy and then just go like okay reset button we can do whatever we want now.
0: What do you think they do for the next Mortal Kombat game? Because when I, I first watched th- when I first watched this trailer, I thought it was going. I in my head I was like, is this Mortal Kombat 12? Because usually like usually NetherRealm is on a two year cycle uh, with their games, right? They release Injustice every two and, years. Yeah, yeah. Injustice and Mortal because, Kombat. Like 2015 we got Mortal Kombat X. 2017 we got Injustice. Last year we got Mortal Kombat, which would mean next year we're probably getting a new game from NetherRealm. In my mind, I was like, "Could they be skipping Injustice and just going straight to Mortal Kombat 12?" And that's not the case because, like, on the PlayStation channel, their YouTube channel, when they when they released the trailer, they said Mortal Kombat 11. Um, and so, like, it like this looks like it is going to be a DLC pretty pretty much for sure. But where do they go with Mortal Kombat Combat 12? Given where Mortal Kombat 11 kind of finished off with, without spoiling it.
1: Yeah, I don't want to spoil it, but like suffice to say that Mortal Kombat. Twelve can kind of go anywhere now like they can completely reset that universe again and start it over in a different way without just being like about shang song and shao khan or whatever or maybe that's the way they want it like they want to make it a thing that constantly just go that's the that's the battle is shang song will always do these things shao khan will always try to invade the uh earth realm but i'm very interested to see where they go next because Mortal Kombat twelve felt our Mortal Kombat Eleven felt like they wanted to go, ok, we're ending this cycle, and we're going to start new next time. Mm-hmm. It just we're gonna have to wait I think three years to probably
0: find out exactly where that is. God. I'm so excited. there's i I fucking love the Mortal Kombat story as stupid and nonsensical and weird as it is, like even like the p s two games, like Mortal Kombat deception, that story that, that was like that was like the 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 thing that introduced me to Mortal Kombat's like lore. Um, and like from from then, I feel like they they found ways to make it both nonsensical, but then also like they found ways to make you care about the characters, yeah, uh, and, and ways to, to kind of engage you to where I'm like, man, I I'm really curious to see like where they go, especially if they go like the reboot uh, route again, because yeah, like I, at that point, like what is the what is the what is the story of Mortal Kombat about if not like destiny and time travel at that point?
1: I thought the entire story of Mortal Kombat 11 was dumb. And I thought the plot twist was dumb and I loved every minute of it.
0: Yes. Exactly. Imron. I'm very excited to see what the future of Mortal Kombat is. But that future, is probably so far away. If I want to know what's coming out today on Mama Grop shops, where would I go?
1: The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the kind of funny games that we show
0: host each and every weekday. Do 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 yeah. Yeah. Such a weird transition, right? The Mama Grop Shops thing. If I want to know what's coming out today on Mama Grop Shops, I, I, guess, I guess it's not as weird. Uh, out today, there's a surprise launch happening, or that has already happened, I think. The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners is out for PSVR. Uh, and so I'm very excited for that. I'm probably going to check that one out because I love Walking Dead and I love PSVR. John Wick Hex is out today for PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Wintermore Tactics Club is out for PC. Someday You'll Return is out for PC pushy and Polly in Blockland is out for xbox one pc and mac tonight we riot is out for yeah. switch night jackal is out for pc shop titans is out for pc escape the brothers saloon is out for pc battle baseball is out for pc express through is out for pc old world is out for pc and then rogue elements is live in dauntless this update includes a new hunt pass as well as contracts that expand the story leading up to our big game or to their big in-game event Uh, coming in June. Uh, They're also introducing four new trials challenges starting May 7th. Some new dates for you. Uh, Electro Beat'em Up Megabyte Punch will be released on Nintendo Switch in America, Europe, and Japan on May 8th. Crucible, Amazon's free-to-play PC-competitive team-based shooter developed by Relentless Studios will launch on May 20th, 2020. Easy Day Studios announced today that Skater XL, a game that delivers unparalleled access to skateboarding culture, will be, will be launching on July 7th for digital release on PS4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC, and to brick-and-mortar retailers on PS4 and Xbox One. And then lastly, Pixel Ripped 1995 will launch on May 12th on PSVR in the Americas and on May 19th on PSVR in Europe. Let's see here now it's time for reader mail you can write into patreon.com slash kind of funny games where you can get the show ad free and speaking of ads this episode of kind of funny games daily is brought to you by manscaped flowers are blooming the grass is growing and it's time to mow your lawn thanks to our sponsor manscaped you can trim the hedges below the belt safely and efficiently i'm talking about the ball trimmers manscaped is here to make sure your balls are smooth and smelling nice after all it's time for some spring cleaning as you all know I like to use Manscaped and my favorite part of the Manscaped 3.0 which I which I own is the light that comes with it. You turn it on and there's like a flashlight so you can see everything that's going on very clearly and, and it keeps you very safe and very very visual visually aware do you <laughs> of ever shape in the on. dark I mean Kevin I'm going to be honest man you you ever have those days where you're like I don't want to look at myself you know mm. sometimes sometimes I have to have the light off for that oh <laughs> no, every day and- every day i just have to have the light off especially when i'm shaving myself does that answer your question kevin you nailed it thank you manscaped is the only men's brand dedicated to below the belt grooming uh they have forever changed the grooming game with their perfect package 3.0 precision precision engineered tools for your family jewels the perfect package 3.0 kit comes with uh, the Essential lawnmower, 3 Waterproof, Cordless Body Trimmer, and a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your Manscaper routine. This third-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to prevent Manscaping accidents. Millions of balls are about to be nick-free thanks to Manscaped's advanced skin-safe technology. Inside the perfect package, you'll also find the Manscaped Crop Preserver and uh, or any anti-chafing uh, ball deodorant and moisturizer. It's starting to get hot outside, and this is crucial, so your balls stop si- sticking to your leg. And as our treat, you'll find the crop reviver, which will keep your ball smelling fresh, just like spring flowers. Subscribe to the perfect package and get a new replacement blade refill for your lawnmower trimmer delivered to your door every three months, making sure your trimmer always stays hygienic and clean. For a limited time, subscribers get two free gifts, the Shed Travel Bag, that's a $39 value add, and the patented high-performance anti-chafing Manscaped Boxer Briefs. This is the perfect package for your perfect package. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code Games20 at Manscaped.com. Do yourself a favor and always use the right tools for the job. That's 20% off and free shipping with code Games20 at Manscaped.com. Again, 20% off with free shipping. Manscaped.com. Code Games20. It's spring cleaning, baby, and your balls will thank you. Imran. Mm -hmm. I'm looking here to see which question I want to ask you. Let's talk about let's talk about Yakuza. Uh Frankfurter writes in a Patreon account, comments so kind of funny games just like just like you can and says, Good morning, Blessing Imran. Yakuza 7 is seemingly getting por- a port to Steam. While it seems like a no-brainer due to due to porting over about half the series last year, it's another PlayStation exclusive series that is being moved to PC. With Yakuza being uh, being another exclusive in line. Uh, in the line of PlayStation ports coming, do you think Sony will create a PlayStation app similar to Xbox's beta app on PC? On top of that, will they make the VR hardware they're working on, as reported yesterday, compatible with both PS5 and PC, so you can enjoy their VR games wherever you want? Thanks for all you do, Frank Furter.
1: That doesn't sound like Sony.
0: Like, who knows? No. But, like, that
1: seems like a thing. Like, even the Horizon announcement was, don't worry, we're not going full PC. We're just like kind of dipping our toes in. I think they don't. I think from a top executive level, they don't like the idea of PC being in all a on the same level. And also from a like from a fan base level, the fan base doesn't necessarily like that either. I think the Yakuza thing is like. I imagine that Steam listing came early, and I bet that thing is also coming to Xbox Day and Date. But yeah. like, I bet that's probably like one of the announcements this week. But oh yeah, that'd be smart. Yeah, I, smart. I don't think it's just that it's like it's a PC PlayStation thing. I think it's that it's cu- like they're trying to widen out to other si- systems to begin with. So yeah, it, I don't think it's a like it's any an interoperability between Sony and PC. Yeah,
0: as far as like Yakuza, like a, a lot of those games. Just came to Xbox recently, I want to mm-hmm. say. Like I believe you can get Yakuza on Xbox Game Pass. Um, Zero
1: and Kiwami are both on Game Pass, I believe. Yes. Yeah.
0: And so I, I feel like when it comes to PlayStation and Yakuza, it's less of an ownership thing, uh, or like a a an agreement thing between PlayStation and and, and and Yakuza. I think it's I think it's more so like Yakuza has been coming exclusively to PlayStation because that's where it makes sense for it to come. Like historically there's
1: a, there's a longer history, like n- the negoti took that game to Nintendo and Microsoft before, and neither of them wanted it. So mm-hmm. he's very loyal to Sony for that reason. yeah, but, like since then it's basically been it's a japan it's a Japanese series, and Sony did really well in Japan. but now yes. it's an international series, and there's other options. So they're going with those other options,
0: yeah, it, and that that's basically my read my read with it, right? Is that it's probably coming to other platforms because it makes more sense for it to come to other platforms nowadays. As right. far as, like, yeah, will PlayStation put VR on PC so that you can eventually play PSVR games on PC? I don't imagine. Like, no. I, like, I, I bet I, you can do that. I just uh, bet it's not going to be an official thing. And I and I, I I think it's counterintuitive. Like what you said, right? It's counterintuitive to what Sony and PlayStation kind of, to how they go about things, right? Like, the idea of PSVR is so that, like, you can play PlayStation. Like, PlayStation games as a concept, like PlayStation exclusives, they they exist wholly to sell the hardware right like of course the software is going to sell too right playstation games do well but a big part of why sony first party games exist is to sell the hardware i imagine that then feeds into to playstation hardware as well where like yeah like psvr strengthens the, the playstation ecosystem it strengthens the hardware of the ps4 and you imagine the ps5 i don't think you then want to give give up background to pc especially if especially when like there are there are vr units that are on pc like i'm sure if if playstation really wanted to put a vr game on pc you could probably make that work with oculus or with with another headset yeah and i again i
1: think that like whatever psvr2 is i bet people make compatible with the pc eventually just i don't think it'll be an official capacity sort of thing
0: Now it's time to squad up. Gondor's Condor writes in with a squad up for Destiny on PS4 and says, "Calling all guardians. I'm making I I'm, ma- I'm making like I'm making like a, pro- prescri- making like a procrastinating student and cramming the re- remaining 93 levels on the Destiny season pass into the next month. Dear god, do I need help? If anybody wants to join my quest, help me mercilessly slaughter the travelers attack" the the Traveler's Attackers, and maybe even help me complete my first raid, hit me up at Irish underscore Manhattan on PSN. PS, Warlocks for life. Again, that's Irish underscore Manhattan on PSN. If you want to play Destiny on PS4 with Gondor's Condor. a Blessing. What up? The Traveler's bad? Listen, Kevin, (laughs) I've only played 80 hours of Destiny. You got to ask somebody who's played 1,000 hours to really tell you. Isn't the Traveler like God? I thought it was the big white ball. Yeah,
1: I assumed it was a big orb.
2: Yeah, I don't know Is enough about Destiny to even, but it's <laughs> the first time I'm hearing that he's bad. Maybe sure. he turned bad. I bet there's a lot there of good story of
1: Destiny that I just I'm never gonna be exposed to, and that's fine. But like I, I've he- heard, it's gotten good, like and interesting over time.
0: When I was playing Destiny 2, it was very much like a I'm here for the ride kind of thing where like I was following the story, but I wasn't like following the story. <laughs> you yeah. know, I was like, I'm playing that game just so I could like play with my friends and, and do raids and stuff. But Meanwhile, yeah. I'm deep
1: into the story of Shades of 4. So.
0: Exactly. <laughs> now it's time for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong, where you can write, us, uh, write in, let us know what we get wrong as we get it wrong uh nanobot says season two blessing you mean earth two or you mean a uh, book two earth I'm talking about uh avatar the last airbender um they're seasons i'm gonna call them seasons
1: i always like the book like monica i mean it's, it's, that, a, but it's a cool thing for yeah, sure it's a cool thing but also i'm never gonna refer to it as book two or book
0: three it's seasons you're right uh, a few people are writing in here telling us that they are not. Uh, Microsoft is not skipping June. In fact, they've said that they're working on something huge.
1: Yeah, I would assume that like whatever they they had planned for June originally, and I assume the marketing plan still calls for a big June
0: thing. It would just be interesting if they did decide to skip it. Uh. And then Nanobiologist biologist writes in with breaking new breaking new date. A uh, Halo 2 anniversary arrives on PC as part of the Master Chief collection on May twelfth. So look forward to that. Yeah. Uh, for this week, tomorrow's hosts go like this. Uh, it's Greg and Gary Wooda. Happy Widow Wood Wednesday, everybody. They're back. The dynamic duo. Remember, uh, we're reacting live to this week's Inside Xbox as they show off games for next gen. That's happening this Thursday at 8 a.m. Uh, Pacific time, right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. Uh, Gamescast is recording this afternoon. The topic is game launches that had us hiked. So stay tuned for that. Uh, that's recording on patreon.com slash so kind of funny games live. And we we'll up later on youtube.com slash so kind of funny games in podcast services around the globe. Of course, this has been kind of funny games daily, each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. We have a Patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com so it's kind of footy games. So stick around for that. Otherwise, until next time, game daily.